Okay. Should I begin? Yeah. Chapter 7. In the first year of Belteshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head as he lay in his bed. Okay, that's weird. Why? Wait, did visions of his head? Had a dream and visions (laughs) of his head (laughs) as he lay in his bed. I don't know if this is a typo or not, but... Visions (laughs) of his head. All right, continue. Sorry. I just had to... (laughs) No, I didn't even notice that until now. I'm having a vision of my own head. <laughs> then he wrote then he wrote down the dream and told the sum of the matter. Daniel said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up at the great sea, and four great beasts came out of the sea, different from one another. The first was like a lion, and had and had a head and had eagle's wings. Then, as I looked, its wings were plucked off. And it was lifted up from the ground and it made to stand upon two feet like a man. And the mind of a man was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second one, like a bear. It was raised up on one side. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And it was told, Arise, devour much flesh. After this, I looked and lo, another like a leopard with four wings of a bird on its back. And the beast had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, terrible and dreadful and exceedingly strong, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and broke in pieces and stamped the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it and had 10,000 horns. Oh, I'm sorry. And had 10 horns. <laughs> Dang it. That's over 9,000. <laughs> That'd be cool if I had 10,000 though. That's a lot of horns. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Just 10. I considered the horns and behold, there came up among them another horn, a little one before which three of the first horns were plucked, were plucked up by the roots and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things as I looked. Thrones were placed, and one that was ancient of days took his seat. His raiment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire, a a stream of fire issued, and came forth from before them, before him, a thousand thousands served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court sat in judgment, and the book, and the books were opened. Dang, that is intense. You know what's interesting is that this fourth beast didn't have like a, a characteristic of an animal. Mm-hmm. It just said it's terrible and dreadful and exceedingly strong. It had a great iron teeth, and it had ten horns, and it had a little one. <laughs> that was funny. I wonder what that little one means. Like little one, and it had eyes like a man, and a mouth speaking great things. So, hmm. I want. I'm curious. For some reason, three ribs. I'm, I want to know. In its teeth. In its teeth, but why three specifically? Where, where, where other? In scripture, is there any other place where they talk about ribs? 
I mean, Genesis, obviously. Yeah, but I don't think that's a real, that's what it relates to. It could. I doubt it. Ribs. Man. I looked. Oh, let's talk about a little bit about this person. <clears throat> so the ancient that and one that was ancient of days took his seat. So. Mm-hmm. So this last one, this last beast had a little horn who had eyes of a man and a mouth and speaking great things. Speaking great things as I looked. Okay, so there's, I guess this guy just has a golden tongue or the horn is like a golden tongue. And then, and then he looked and he saw that at this, with this last beast, there came a throne and the ancient of days took his seat. So, okay, I thought it was the, the 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 little horn was talking about the ancient of days, but it, it's not. It's two separate things. Mm. So, the ancient of days. Ancient of days. His raiment was white as snow, head like pure wool. Throne was fiery flames. Man, that must be a hot throne. Yep. Its wheels were burning fire, so it moved. Mm. So the throne that moved. Interesting. Is that a thing back then? I don't think so. Like a throne is something that's, I don't think it's even a thing. So it's interesting that it's a throne that moves around. Wheels. A stream of fire issued and came forth from before him. Hmm. The court set in judgment. This sounds... And the books were open. It sounds like Judgment Day. Yeah, this it sounds. It's is this like? I don't know. I'm not a biblical scholar here, but would this be considered apocalyptic? Yeah, yeah. I would call this more like an eschatological. Yeah, it is apocalyptic. It's a revealed something that is hidden, like what is to come later. But it's it's it. This is essentially a eschatological. Hmm. Eschatological. Eschatological. Eschaton, yes. the last days. So this this looks to be like a like a, a you know last judgment type thing because um, ancient of days, like some that came from the beginning of time, that's old coming back in this awesomeness, right? And came forth a thousand served in and thousand times ten thousand stood before him. Like this looks like it's. A lot of people are running in front of him, and the court sat in judgment, and the books were open. It's like he's like coming in, collecting things, like he's collecting something. Yeah, collecting his debt, taking souls. <clears throat> I looked then because of the sound of the great words which the horn was speaking, and as I looked, the beast was slain, huh. and its body destroyed and given over to the burn to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away, but their lives lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Interesting. So the last one was slain, mm-hmm. and the four other ones, their stuff was just their dominion was taken away, but they were they um, were lives were prolonged, but only for a time. I like how they were punished. Because their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season. I feel like their prolonging of life was also a punishment. Oh yeah, well yeah, could be. It's more like, hey, you you misused your dominion. Now you're gonna live yeah. longer. 
You know, that's kind of that's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah. Because you you would never think that a, a, a prolonging life would be a punishment. Yeah. That's that's but so sometimes weird. Sometimes it is. Yeah. I saw in the night visions. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days, and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion and glory and kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Okay. One word. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So one, like a son of man stood in front of him. I guess he is representing everybody. Right. And he's like, in the ancient days, I was like, cool, I'll give this stuff to you. Yeah. I, I, I love how this is so... Um, I mean, just reading it once presented before him and to him was given dominion and glory and kingdom that all people's nations, languages should serve him everlasting dominion, uh, which shall not pass away. I mean, that is so, um, it is so new covenant. It is so Jesus. Like, I love that. Or, well, yeah, I, you know what the thing is, we have to, we have to like think of this as an eschatological thing, right? Yeah. So this is last day. And the son of man is presented in front of him. What's interesting here is that I, you know, maybe thinking outside of the box, is this son of man? It could it's it's Jesus, but it's not, because remember Jesus is the one sitting in judgment for in front of us. So who's the son of man claiming? Who's the son of man presenting himself? That will be given dominion and glory and kingdom. Wait, I, I'm I'm lost. What do you mean? So why is Jesus presenting himself to the ancient of days? No, sorry, sorry. Explain to me why it, it could not it could not be Jesus again. Because Jesus is the ancient of days, sitting in in uh, in the seat of judgment, in the throne of judgment. So who is the son of man presenting himself? If we're thinking this as the last day, as the judgment, then the Son of Man cannot be Jesus because it's the Jesus is the one who is sitting on the fiery throne. Oh, got it. And so we have to think of it as. So we have to think of it as like last days. Yeah. Because that's just the nature of the scripture. Yeah. Or it could. Well, like here's the thing I love about scripture. You could think when it comes to these eschatological themes. You could think of both end. Hmm. So it's, you know, Jesus' crucifixion, his death, his resurrection. That's, you could say that, you could, you could almost call it the particular judgment. God, the God the Father saw it as like awesome and glorious and he gave everything over to him. Right. And that's how he gives everything out to us. But. Remember, we don't merit anything of what good we do. All the merit comes from Christ through his uh, life, death, and, and resurrection. So when we sit in front of the Ancient of Days on our own judgment, in reality, he should be seeing himself in us. Because the merits that we earned is really the merits of Christ. Mm. And it. he gives all of that to us as well. Ain't that kind of cool? Yeah, that's actually kind of incredible. 
As for me, Daniel, my spirit within me was anxious and the visions of my head alarmed me. Wait, wait, hold on. Before you continue reading. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Who could this son of man be then? Like I said, it's both and. If it's like if it's like a moment of time like the eschaton was, you know, the the the, the Paschal mystery, if you could call it, it's Jesus. But if we also talk about it as the last judgment of time, then the one who is the ancient of days sitting on the throne is Jesus and the son of man is us. It's a both and. Son of man, us as in humanity. No, I would say as just you. Not of humanity, because not all humanity is going to be judged the same. Bible just broke the fourth wall. <laughs> That's incredible. That's us. Like, yeah. as in, like, you. Yeah. Like, the reader. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, I mean, you don't have to read it, but. That's epic. Yeah. So, like, you present, you're, you're supposed to present yourself as the son of man. Are you the son of man? That like, are you. more sense. Now. Like, are you, are you the one who's representing Christ here on earth? Because the image of Christ should be shown in front of you. In front of Jesus saying, yeah, you are righteous because I made you righteous. I'm going to give you all this, which is heaven. <laughs> but all people's nations and languages should serve him. Yeah. And we should serve everybody else. That's that's how righteous we are because of Christ's righteousness. Hmm. In, in effect, really, you should serve me and I should serve you. That is true. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Back to the book. Back to the Bible. Back to the Bible. As for me, Daniel, my spirit within me was anxious and the visions of my head alarmed me. <laughs> Dude, Daniel, stop saying, talking about your head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a vision. Of Daniel, my head. Daniel, of what? My head. <laughs> <laughs> I approached one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all this. She, so he told me and made known to me the interpretation of the things. These four great beasts are four kings who shall rise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever, and ever. Boom. Right there. That proved my original point. Yep. That's that's so cool. Okay, so this son of man is everybody, but it's I also believe it's one one individual also. Like I said, it's a both and. Mm. Man, that is so mind-blowing. And and this is the great thing. We already know who those four kingdoms are. We already talked about or well, not we talked about. It, but actually no, we did. It's it was Babylon. It was um it was the Persians, it was the Greeks, and it's Rome. Right. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. And we're gonna they're gonna take the, the but the saints of the most high shall receive that kingdom. Rome. Rome. Then I desired to know the truth concerning the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrible, with its teeth teeth of iron and claws of bronze. And which devoured and broke in pieces and stamped the residue with its feet. Oh, interesting. Which devoured and broke in pieces. Okay, no, never mind. 
Well, yeah, literally, he, they took over the world. And concerning the ten horns there that were on its head and the other horn which came up and before which three of them fell. The horn which had eyes and mouth that spoke great things and which seemed greater than its fellows. As I looked, this horn made war with the saints and prevailed over them until the Ancient of Days came. And judgment was given for the saints of the Most High, and the time came when the saints received the kingdom. Thus he said, As for the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all the kingdoms, and it shall devour the whole earth, and trample it down, and break it to pieces. As for the ten horns out of this kingdom, ten kings shall arise, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones, and shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think to change the times and the law, and they shall be given into his hand for a time, two times, and half a time. But the court shall sit in judgment, and his dominion shall be taken away, to be consumed and destroyed to the end. And the kingdom and the dominion, and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven, shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. Their kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey them. Here is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly greatly alarmed me, and my color changed, but I kept the matter in my mind. Dang. End of chapter 7. Okay, so let's move on to chapter 8. Yeah, all right. All right, I'll do that first paragraph. In the third year of the reign of King Balthazar, Belshazzar, a king appeared to me, Daniel. A king? Okay, let's restart. (laughs) Let's just just go back. Let's go back. Okay. Chapter 8. Chapter 8. Let's do it. In the third year of the reign of King Balthasar, a vision appeared to me, Daniel, after that which appeared to me at the first. And I saw in the vision, and when I saw, I was in Susa, the capital, which is in the province of Elham, Elam. And I saw in the vision, and I was at the river of Uli. I raised my eyes and saw, and behold, a ram standing on the bank of the river. It had two horns, and both horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the, other, and the higher one came up last. I saw the ram charging westward and northward and southward. No beast could stand before him, and there was no one who could rescue from his power. He did as he pleased and magnified himself. A couple things I just I just realized. Yes. And the higher one came up last. Like as like as in it it grew. I think I think it's more like it's tilting the wrong way. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that actually makes more sense. So it's like it's not the the shorter ones ahead of it and the and it's coming came up. Uh, okay. Uh, 
these visions are so weird. It, yeah. It's not even it's not even yeah, strange I mean, to say that the horns just started growing. Yeah, I, I mean, we talked about finger sticks before, so <laughs> <laughs> yes. so we don't know what the heck's going on. Things got finger sticks. <laughs> but here's what I noticed: he did as he pleased and magnified himself. That literally sounds like Satan. That is so. That is just pride. Yeah. Yeah. Luciferian. Luciferian. As I was considering, behold, a he-goat came from the west across the face of the whole earth without touching the ground, and the goat had a conspicuous horn between his eyes. Well, hold on a second. What do you mean without touching the ground? You think the guy was just levitating? Sure. Can you imagine, can you imagine <laughs> yeah. a he-goat with like... My imagination is just going crazy right <laughs> I now. I know, me too. So I see this, this, this ram... Who has weirdly shaped horns running everywhere, like pillaging, <laughs> like especially and one between just, his eyes. Yeah, no, no, and then and then we have this he goat <laughs> with a with a horn. Between oh his yeah. Eyes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he and he's just like floating around. <laughs> he's just like, oh hey guys. Oh man, this is a I don't. This is an acid trip. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> don't take drugs. Read the Bible. <laughs> You don't need to take drugs. Read the Bible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He came to the ram with the two horns, which I had seen standing on the bank of the river. And he ran at him in his mighty wrath. I saw him close to the ram. And he was enraged against him and struck the ram and broke his two horns. And the ram had no power to stand before him. But he cast him down to the ground and trampled upon him. And there was no one who could rescue the ram from his power. Then the he-goat magnified himself exceedingly. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but when he was strong, the great horn was broken. And instead of it there came up, for, came up four conspicuous horns toward the four winds of heaven. Okay, so... Wait, so who won? Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, and he ran at him. All right, so the goat ran at the ram. Well, it, well, it, it kind of continues. You want to re- continue reading, or what, should I just keep going? No, wait. wait. I just want to know why he like like who lost, and he. Well, no, I think I think it's going to continue. Okay, so wait, and okay, he struck the ram and broke his two horns. Okay, so the ram lost two horns, and the ram had no power to stand before, but he cast him down. Oh, okay. Wait. What? Okay. Here's what's funny. The ram had no power to stand before him, but he cast him down to the ground and trampled upon him. So he judoed his butt. Yeah, pretty much. But here, well, actually, here's where it gets interesting. Verse 9, out of one of them came forth a little horn, which grew exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east, and toward the glorious land. Verse 10, it grew great, even to the host of heaven, and some of the host of the stars it cast down to the ground and trampled upon them. It magnified itself, even up to the prince of the host. And the continual burnt offering was taken away from him, and the place of his sanctuary was overthrown. Um, wow, there's so much imagery here. This is incredible. All right, let's, let's take a moment here. Yeah, let's take a moment there. All right, so we got a ram and a goat. <clears throat> the goat lost, but he broke the ram's horns and the goat 
great horn broke, and four of them came out. Out of one of them came forth a laurel horn, which grew exceedingly great toward the south, and then towards the east, and towards the glorious land. Okay. So the, I'm guessing the glorious land is Jerusalem. So that, hmm, okay. It grew great even to the host of the heaven. And some of the hosts of the stars it cast down to the ground and trampled upon them. It magnified itself even to the prince of the host. And the continual burnt offerings was taken away from him. It magnified itself. Okay, it grew great. Huh. Even to the host of heaven, some of the hosts of the stars had cast down. Okay, so, okay. Should we just keep uh, reading and to, to see what what could this be? Yeah. So it magnified itself even up to the prince of the host, and the continual burnt offering was taken away from him. The place of his sanctuary was overthrown, and the host was given over to it together with the continual burnt offering through transgression. And truth was cast down to the ground. And truth was cast down to the ground. And the horn acted. The horn acted and prospered. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to the one that spoke, For how long is the vision concerning the continual burnt offering, the transgression that makes desolate, and the giving over of the sanctuary, and the host to be trampled underfoot. And he said to him, For two thousand and three hundred evenings and mornings, then the sanctuary shall be restored to its rightful state. I think this has to do with the Jews being uh, unfaithful to the Lord. And so the, the sanctuary, meaning the temple, was giving away, so they stopped being able to do the burnt offerings. And then, but later, after 2,300 evenings and mornings, so you could say 2,300 days, they'll return back to Jerusalem. What do you think? About 96 days, roughly. No. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Wait, just cut that out of the podcast. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Cut that out of the podcast. Make a note. Make a note. <laughs> no, we're leaving that in. No. <laughs> oh, man. Cut that out. Oh, also make a note about the beginning of chapter eight. So, how many years is that? Uh, it's about six years, roughly. Oh, I see. Dang, six years. Okay. All right, let's continue. Um, before we continue, I, I can't help but think about 
um, the first fall. It grew great, even to the host of heaven, and some of the hosts of the stars it cast down to the ground and trampled upon them. But then it says here, it magnified itself, even up to the prince of the host. And the continual burnt offering was taken away from him. I just, um, did you think of, did you think of the first fall with Lucifer bringing angels with him? Oh yeah, it could be that. That could be the case. But, but then what's who's the? But what what's the imagery about the he goat and the ram? And it talks about the glorious land. It grew great even to the host of heaven, and some of the host of the stars it came down to the ground. Oh, and toward the glorious land. Oh, okay. Out of one of them came forth a little horn, which grew exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east, and toward the glorious land. <clears throat> maybe maybe that's the Garden of Eden. The glorious land is the Garden of Eden. And yeah. it grew great even to the host of heaven. And some of the hosts of the stars it cast down to the ground and troubled upon them. It magnified itself even to the prince of the host. I think that's yeah, that, that's that has to be Michael, Prince of yeah. the Heavenly Host. But but what's the continual burnt offerings was taking away from him, and the place of sanctuary was overthrown. That's what's odd. And the host was given over to it together with the continual bird offerings through transgression. Not through transgression. And the truth was cast down to the ground, and the horn acted and prospered. So the sanctuary could be the Garden of Eden as well. Right. offering was taken. Oh, okay. So there was, hmm. So the magnified self, even up to the Prince of Hells, he's gained power. And the continual bird offerings was taken away from him, and the place of his sanctuary was overthrown. And now he's talking about Adam. Is it like one and the same, or is it just sin itself? And he was, and the host was given over to it together with the continual burnt offerings, the transgression, and the truth was cast into the ground. And the horde acted and prospered. <clears throat> Let's just keep going. Yeah. Um, where where were we? I have no idea. Oh, well, let's just go from thirteen. Oh, no, no, no. Um. And then he said to him, oh. for 2,300 evenings and mornings, then the sanctuary shall be restored to its rightful state. So we're at, we're at uh, uh, 15. You want to continue? Yeah. When I, Daniel, had seen this vision, had seen the vision, I sought to understand it. And behold, there stood before me one having the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Ulai, and it called him, and it called, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. Ooh. Interesting. So there was an appearance of a man, and that man told Gabriel to make this man understand the vision. Interesting. Okay, so could we deduce that Gabriel is actually the, 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 the archangel. archangel? Yeah. Okay, and so the person speaking to Gabriel, could we say that could be Jesus? or well, Second person of the Trinity. Let's, second. Ref let's refrain using Jesus okay. until he's actually born and okay. named Jesus. So Okay, so moving forward, <laughs> let's just say... Second person of the of the Trinity. Yeah, could it what, be? 
Oh. Why can't we just say Jesus? No, because no, it's it's context. But it's Jesus. But it's Jesus. Fine, we'll say Jesus. I'm saying Jesus. Fine. Second person of the Trinity. Who is? He's not been named yet. Jesus is fully divine. No duh. He was there. <laughs> yes, but he was not named Jesus. Don't until take Jesus he was away born. from me. <laughs> Do not take Jesus away from me. Second person of the Trinity. Jesus. Um, where were we? Oh, okay, so Gabriel. So this is okay. This is this is my my thing again. Remember how we talked about the angel of the Lord said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. this is another time where a angel is named. Mm, yes. So, is there a difference between the angel of the Lord said and another angel saying? So that's why I'm saying like anytime that it's reference to the angel of the Lord, it's always I think it's reference to the second person of the Trinity. Jesus. Yes. The angel as in the one who was sent. Because Jesus always referred to himself as the one who was sent. Yes. So they named Gabriel. See, it's interesting because it talks about the prince of the host, right? That's referencing to Michael. Yeah. Not not the angel of the host, but the prince of the host. And he's talking to Gabriel, make this man understand this vision. Where Was I reading? Where are you reading? No, no, keep going. Just just finish the rest of the chapter. Okay. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was frightened and fell upon my face. <laughs> but he said to me, understand, O son of man, oh, that the vision is for the time of the end. What is going on here? So the, so our understanding, it's not, not Genesis. <laughs> it's not the fall. It's actually the end. Well. There goes our our theory. Dude. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Gabriel. Okay. Ruined our hopes. <laughs> <laughs> but Book of Daniel is a mind bend. This is this is just too much to unpack. As okay, so let's Gabriel enlightened us. As we was and as he was speaking to me, I fell into a deep sleep. <laughs> he bored him to death. <laughs> <laughs> With my face all to the ground. Wow. Must have been a... <laughs> but he touched me and set me on my feet. <laughs> As he was speaking to me, I fell into a deep sleep. You're talking to an angel and you're falling asleep. Hey, man. I know that you're the angel of God and everything, but you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of like what happened to that guy uh, in... in uh, I think it's in Acts where he... Or, I forgot where he talked about it, uh, but Paul was talking and a guy like fell asleep during his, his sermon and like he fell out of the window and died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, don't fall asleep. Dang. It, it goes to show that some sermons are just boring, man. That's <laughs> and a, it's okay. <laughs> no, that's a good. Ex- I'm going to tell my just kids. Just don't sit next to a window. <laughs> I'm going to tell my kids that in mass. Yeah. Don't oh, fall asleep. asleep. Anomaly. Or you die. Or you'll die. <laughs> He said, Behold, I will make known to you what shall be at the latter end of the indignation. Ooh. For it pertains to the appointed time of the end. As for the ram which you saw with the two horns, these are the kings of Medea and Persia. And the he-goat <clears throat> is the king of Greece. And the great horn between his eyes is the first king. As for the a horn that was broken in, in place of which for... Arose, others arose. Four kingdoms shall arise from his uh, from his nation, but not with his power. And at the latter end of their rule, when the transgressors have reached their full measure, 
the king of bold, a bold countenance, one who understands riddles, shall arise. His power shall be great, and he shall cause fearful destruction, and shall succeed in what he does, and destroy mighty men and the people of the saints. By his cunning he shall make deceit prosper under his hand, and in his own mind he shall magnify himself. Without warning he shall destroy many, and he shall even rise up against the prince of princes, but by no human hand he shall be broken. The vision of the evenings and the mornings, which has been told is true, but seal up the vision, for it pertains to many days hence. And I, Daniel, was overcome and lay sick from some days. Then I rose and went about the king's business, but I appalled by the but I was appalled by the vision and did not understand it. And that's the end of chapter eight. Dang. Let's talk about that for a moment. So this is about the last time. So it's really more about Yeah, it's it's the last times. Like Jesus is the eschaton. And that last that we really we already know that last kingdom is Rome. Even rise up against the Prince of Princes, but by no human hand he shall be broken. Oh, in reality, yeah, he wasn't. He, he yeah, he was killed, but he rose up. So was he really broken? No. The vision of the evening and the mornings was which has been told is true, but seal up the vision before it pertains to many days hence. So how many days was that? It was 2,300 evenings and mornings. And the sanctuary will be restored to its rightful state. Oh. How many years was that? Six. six you're talking six. about the days? Yeah. Yeah, so about 6.3. Interesting. I wonder what... This is this is cool. At the uh, verse twenty three, at the latter end of their rule, when the transgressors have reached their full measure, a king of bold countenance, one who understands riddles, shall arise. What what does that mean? What does that mean? Why specifically riddles? Does that mean that a person who who is cunning, who's wise? Yeah, yeah. I mean. And the people of the saints. So essentially, this 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 man who understands riddles is essentially he seems evil. Well, yeah, I mean, we know it's Rome. No, 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 it's not Rome. Yeah, it is. He he talked about no, no. Four kingdoms shall arise from his nation. No, no. Well, that's and and at the latter end of the rule. So is this a person or is it, are we are we talking no, about a person or are we talking about a kingdom a kingdom it's, it's a kingdom yeah so it talked about in the it states specifically that it's um behold I will make known the ignorant nation for it pertains to a point in time of the end of uh, as for the ram which you saw with the two horns these are the kings of Medea and Persia the Medes and the Persians so we had the Babylonians we had the Medes and the Persians <clears throat> and and the he goat is the king of Greece so Medea and Persia and Greece, and as for the horns that was broken with the the horn between its eyes, in which place will grow uh, four arrows, four kingdoms shall arise, but with no power. So after Greece, four kingdoms came up, but they didn't have any power. 
and the latter end of their rule, when the transgressors have reached their full measure, a king of bold countenance, one who understands real shall arise. That could have been like Caesar. Hmm. His power shall be great, and he shall cause fearful destruction, and shall succeed. Or, or maybe that's actually uh, not so much Caesar, but it's uh, Caesar Augustus. Or Caesar Augustus was before or after? I think it was before. Yep. And shall succeed in what he does and destroy mighty men and the people of the saints. By his cunning, he shall make deceit prosper. Yeah, he was he was a very smart man. He wrote, what's it called there? His meditations. Mm. In his own mind, how shall he shall magnify himself. Yep. I'm trying to find... How many days was it actually after the Babylonian exile to the time of Jesus? Because I don't think it was six years. Do that later. All right, let's continue on. Well, well, actually, that's the end of the chapter. Yep. Well, there's a lot to unpack from this chapter 7 to chapter 8. There, We could totally have uh, longer conversations. We could do, we could do just... just uh, so many hours of research yeah. of just a, a few lines. Yeah. Um, but I mean, chapter seven, I mean, that, that, that was, those were pretty intense. That was intense. Those visions, there is so much imagery. In well, those, it's those. not only seven and eight too. It's just, it's kind of like one and both in the same. Yeah. It talks about those four kingdoms. It talks about the last days. They're, they're referring it to it as the last days. Right. Which is interesting to me. Um, we have Jesus talking to Gabriel, telling him what the vision is. <laughs> That's just insane. There, I mean, there is a lot of Jesus in in in, in the Book of Daniel, which, yeah. is, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, I find that to be very inspiring. Um, but hey, we we might learn more in chapter nine. Yeah, definitely. So thank you for listening, guys, and we will see you in the next one.